Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hi, Cecilia. How are you today? I am doing just fine, Pastor Dave. How oh, are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You know, here in room 4216, it's just so wonderful to be here because we're in the presence of God and God holds us and, and holds everything. And, and um, um, I guess you'd even say we have no possessions because all we have is the Word of God and the comfort He gives. But when we leave 4216... I'm guessing when you go home, you got stuff, right? Well, of course. Lots of stuff. Guilty as charged. Okay. What would you say is the most valuable thing you have? Uh, Now, are we talking thing or... uh, Because I'd have to say the most valuable thing I have, Mm -hmm. I own, are my two cats, Jasmine and Jack. Okay, well, they're okay, adorable. Okay. They're, yeah. Jasmine is a little older. She's uh, like 14. And, oh, Jack is like three, and he's just a character and a half. Full of energy, I'm mm- sure. Mm-hmm. Does he do anything funny? Yes. What he, does he do? He chews, um, when he wants my attention, yeah. he chews on my watch. Uh, chews on your watch? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, what if, just suppose, mm-hmm. imagine for a moment... You get a phone call, and on the other end, you hear, I have Jack, your cat. If you want to see him alive again, you will give me $10,000. I will call you tomorrow and give you the information you need for the drop-off. And then they hang up. Uh, I... Would would you scramble and try to get it? Yes. Don't know exactly how, but you'd do it, wouldn't you? Well, I'd first call the police, of course. Ah. But, Jack, is that important? You would do anything to fill that ransom note to get Jack back. Yes, I would. Of course. Yeah, I bet anybody in life... It is the same way. That which is most valuable, you'll do almost anything to get it back. You could say, um, hmm, redeem it. Pay that ransom. In Luke chapter 2, we're familiar with the story of Mary and Joseph coming to Bethlehem, the angels speaking to the shepherds, the shepherds coming to see Jesus. But many times we're not as familiar with what comes after that. Starting, we'll read chapter 2, verse 21. This often shows up in the readings the first Sunday after the celebration of Christmas. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, He was given the name Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. 
Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. In this reading, we heard eight days after the birth of a child, it was the common thing for parents to have their son circumcised and the naming. You may remember, and if you don't, from other episodes, we we talked about circumcision. That actually takes a portion of the skin of a male's penis and cuts it back. Today, it's commonly done just for health reasons. Back then, it was done to identify this person as a member of the Israelites, which made them a covenant people. Because people just don't go cutting their skin away, especially when it could be painful, unless they had a real good reason. And this was the reason, because God had said so, and we are willing to do it. And also the child then was named. And what was the name, uh, 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 Cecilia? Jesus. And do you know what that means in Hebrew? He saves? Mm, Close. Actually, it comes from Joshua first. The name Joshua, Jesus, Yeshua. Yeshua, yeah. Yeah. And and it it can mean Savior uh, or saves. Yeah, a variation of that. Now, there's actually another interesting thing. Because Joshua, do you remember who he was in the Old Testament? Sure. He was Moses' successor. Uh, Of course, there's the famous story of him... Uh, marching around the walls of Jericho seven times with the trumpets blowing and the walls come tumbling down. And so he led the people, even Mm -hmm. as a king would lead a country. But did you also know there was at least one, if not two, priests that were named Joshua as well? Yeah. It was actually kind of a common name, even as we have the names John or Mark or... Well, Cecilia is kind of common. Uh, Dave is too. Uh, so Jesus back in his day was a common name. And uh, so priests were in that, and which is neat because then it shows Jesus fulfilled both the kingly role and the priestly role as he was named after both of these men. Hmm. All right. Uh, on a slightly different subject, but still from the text, mm-hmm. why these two doves or young uh, pigeons? Yeah, actually what they were doing... Uh, was fulfilling the Old Testament law, as it even said. This Old Testament law actually goes back to the time when God brought the Israelites out of bondage, out of Egypt, uh, from the hand of Pharaoh. Back in Exodus 11, the angel of death came and killed all the firstborn of the house that weren't marked with the blood of the Lamb. Probably remember that story. Yes. In chapter 13, it says, You will redeem the firstborn of every male of your house, or they will be killed. And so, redeem means to buy back. Basically, God's saying, The firstborn are always mine, unless you buy them back. Mm -hmm. Two turtle doves was buying back. Um, Technically, it was supposed to be a lamb, but in order to help those who are very poor... um, they also indicated for the very poor it could be two doves. 
But, okay, $10,000 would be quite a lot for me to get together to get Jack back. Oh, the ransom of Jack. Not mm-hmm. that not that I wouldn't want to, but mm-hmm. I'd have to clear out everything I had in my bank account, and I'd probably have to try and get a loan or go to friends to get loans or whatever. Was two doves or two young pigeons... What what are we talking about as far as how much they would cost? Were they really a huge sacrifice for Mary and Joseph? It was a sacrifice to a degree. Um, not nearly like $10,000, no. But it would be um, a significant amount. They would go to the temple and purchase these two doves. One would be for a sin offering. One is a thank offering, by the way. Uh, that's from the Old Testament records. Um, that refer to these two doves being offered, the sacrifice to redeem back the baby boy, Jesus, so that he didn't have to stay in the temple, but could live with them. A um, couple days' wage, probably. Mm. Yeah, it's not a small amount, but not a big amount either. But it was an amount that kind of hurt. And that was the point, to help them realize the firstborn are gods. And isn't it cool how Jesus had to be redeemed and he turned around to be the redeemer. Redeemer of us all. And he redeemed us all. Not with two turtle doves, but with his his own precious blood. On the cross. Yeah. Verses 25 through 35. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what he had said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul, too.
Now, for everybody who's listening, I'm going to catch Cecilia by surprise. I'm sure, I'm sure. Cecilia! Uh Yes, Pastor When you think about the next 20 years of your life, do you have any... Anything that you dream about doing, a dream that you could accomplish this, that, or, or see this or there? Uh, you mean like a like my bucket list, as some would call it? Yeah, or something? yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. What's that? Uh, well, okay. Uh, Just the, give me one. The, the first one that I can think of, I want to go to uh, uh, Churchill Downs on uh, Kentucky Derby weekend, and I, I want to see the, 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 the race the day before where the Phillies run, and then the next day I want to be there with a mint julep in my hand, Ooh. and I don't, care about, I don't care about betting on the horses. I just love the horses, and yes. I want to be there when, when, when they play okay. my old Kentucky home, and then when the horses break out of the starting gate and run down the track, and, and I want to see who the winner is, and Oh, yeah. So that's your dream and goal to see. One of them. Yeah. One of them. Well, you know, in the reading you just read, Simeon's dream and goal was to see the Savior alive before he died. That was his dream and goal. He loved God Almighty. He loved the country Israel. He was there day and night. Some of the traditions speak about this man as quite the the um, religious person. I'm not going to even go there. Let's just sim- simply go with the text. His dream was to see the Christ. And so, led by the Holy Spirit, and there's only one way to do that, that he would know this little one coming in for um, the, the uh, uh, circumcision and naming was the Christ would be by the Holy Spirit, and that's what he did. And his goal and dream was accomplished. And he didn't have a mint julep in his hand, but the promise of God. Isn't that something? Kind of makes my dream look a little, uh... Yeah, yeah. Not, no, don't minimize your dream. Dreams are dreams are dreams, but Simeon, that was his. That was his. Well, the dreams are great, mm-hmm. and I'm glad he got to see the Christ, but what did Simeon's speech mean with, with like, consolation and, and light and cut your heart? What did all that mean? Mm. Consolation of Israel. Um, Israel was, a, uh, under King David, was a proud country, it was a mighty country. It controlled the whole region. Oh, yes, it and did. And they dreamed about being that again. But instead, they were diced up, cut up, and split apart, called off to slavery. And the consolation would be to see the kingdom come back in great might. And so everybody knew the consolation of Israel was the kingdom come back in great might. Oh, they dreamed about that. Light, light to the nations. Um, 
you know, if you're having a bad day and it seems dark and gloomy and you just, uh, the shadows lengthen upon you. I mean, we use these words in our language and I know many of you out there don't see. Some of you did and you know that and it can be, and, and if you've never seen before, when, when all of a sudden it goes dark and the shadow comes upon like you. Like the eclipse that we saw yeah, a while ago. Yeah, like the eclipse uh, a while back. But it was yes. dark in the middle of the day. And it's just a shock. To, yeah. and, and it has a feel about it. Yes. And, and that's the meaning behind these words that this one would bring light, not shat. He would take care of the shadows, the gloom, the dark, and bring light. But not just to Israel, but to the whole world. Now, here's the interesting thing. To Mary and Joseph and the average commoner back then, they go, he's a king, he's going to bring might, and it's going to not just be here in Israel, but stretch. They probably thought of the Roman Empire and how it had stretched and how the emperor of Rome was mighty and would crush people with his mighty army. And they think, this little one's going to be the king and he'll have an army and he'll crush. Well, the last words about piercing the heart puts that all on their head in that, no, it's not what you're thinking about. Piercing of the heart deals with our own sinful nature, that it's going to hurt us as well, that this child will bring pain and suffering to us. It did to Mary. She stood at the cross and cried. And I think not just because she saw her son dying, but because she knew... At that point, he was doing it, even as we talked about earlier, because he was redeeming, buying back her. And so it is for all of us. We need to be redeemed and bought back. And this little one, Jesus, he's the one who's going to do it. But it'll be painful. And it is painful for us as we see our sin and have to give it up and then trust in God and not ourselves. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was eighty-four. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child Jesus to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. What a year Mary and Joseph have had. Hmm. If it wasn't enough, an angel visits. 
If it wasn't enough, they have to go to Bethlehem while she's pregnant for this <laughs> stupid census. Nobody wants to go. It's crowded. It's hectic. But, uh, of course, there was good that came out of that because it kept the wagging tongues from uh, talking about her pregnancy. And then if it wasn't enough, she has to give birth in a very uncomfortable place away from home. And if it wasn't enough, shepherds come. And then, later on, if it wasn't enough, she has to go to Jerusalem. And then, if it wasn't enough, this guy, they don't even know, comes up to them, talks about the baby. But then, then, comes Anna. Anna was known. Everyone knew her as devout and someone who was known in the temple. And Anna also talks about this baby and how he is going to be the king. He's going to be the redeemer. He's the one they're waiting for. that Cecilia if it wasn't enough isn't that the way our God is he pours it on pours it on pours it on all to express that he loves you and me if it wasn't enough Hmm. well close of our show today Mm -hmm. but do write us please you can write to us at info info at not dash alone not Dash A L O N E dot N E T. And remember, we are not alone. Do come back again to room forty two sixteen. Credits. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music.